Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, the actual host, the CEO, CFO, the proprietor, owner, operator, lead therapist, head designer, social media lead, and travel czar of Unreasonable Fridays. Least make and traveling and nowhere. Nobody's traveling nowhere. We're on a traveling hiatus. There's no more position. And if we didn't, and if you didn't tell us that, how would we know? Which is why you're the travels are. I'd be sitting there trying well, no, to book no, no. twice. I'm, I'm, I'm saying is, is this is the last official day of it be of the department being open. It's shut down. So there's no more travel. There's no more travel. That's it's done. Pa- what We're a power done. play from the czar, the travel czar, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What a power play. <laughs> I am closing down the shop. Hey, the department's getting um that's a, it's a, being dispersed into other departments it's like a it, i don't know if that's like a that's like a is it like you're trying to um increase we're, your we're wages layoffs here more, the tech layoffs have reached <laughs> unreasonable friday <laughs> travels our position is being absorbed into other positions <laughs> we're consolidating <laughs> in order to have um uh in order to uh to to show to make our stakeholders happy i should let everybody know that my bonus is now going up to 210 dollars a year aaron's bonus is going up (laughs) tell him to pay me more (laughs) it's too soon but we'll always have this problem so it's never it'll always be too soon We'll never not have this problem, though. However, we'll we do have we have, we have a co-host guest. We do a guest host, co-guest, guest host. Here of their own volition. They're always free when they show up here. We are we we live we are free Negroes. We have with us, um, <clears throat> writer, social commentator, thought leader observer, activist, creator, game critic, author, speaker, and the new winner of the 2023 Black and Gaming Excellence in Media Award winning, Jeffrey Russo, sir, how are you? Hello, Um, thank you so much for those accolades. Um, As I promised, I graciously accept them Thank you both yeah. for having me as usual. Yeah. And um yeah, it it's um uh, it's cool winning that award and I'm I'm glad to be here and I'm I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be here. Uh, the goal here is always make you feel a little weird. It's my favorite <laughs> brand of humor because humans are so terrible to each other, is that genuine compliments and acknowledging accomplishments that they've achieved themselves makes humans feel real weird and act real weird and it's my favorite that one is just like, mm. it really is his favorite and, and you do 100%. it and they, and they go oh i have a career don't i and yes you do and a successful one and we're proud of you all right thank you um <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, just, he just throws it in there and you're like god i hate everything yeah i um no i mean it it's it feels weird is not the word. It's complicated because, yes, I have a career in game journalism. It, it does feel good to be recognized, but it's 
also happening in a time where just just other things on the back end and and i'm not taking away from myself and and, and what i've done because of course i wouldn't be here if not for y'all and other spaces i've been um i'm in excuse me that you know help support me let me know that yeah i, I could be myself do what i do and learn and um write and, and just keep getting better at it my my thing is that even though I'm a game journalist, I'm still also a black gaming journalist. And I'm going to be honest, there's not a lot of us, as y'all can tell, in major publications. It, it's, you know, <laughs> what what I always like to uh, ask people is, just, you know, just think, just think about your favorite website. And then, or media platform, podcast, what have you, that you get your gaming news from then I want you to think about the makeup of that. How many people on there don't look like the status quo? How many people on there are queer? How many people on there are black, otherwise of color, um, not a man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what happens is that when you really think about that, that's a really small list. Let's keep it a bug. So while while I got that award, it felt really good because I, I do try to make an effort and I am supported in my job where I can do those kind of things and I just try to get better at the craft to be my own person at it. I'm not trying to be like everyone else. Before I go any further, what I will say, of course, is that although I wanted other people very well, could have wanted well, and I hope they do. And I'm gonna name them off right now. Mm. Other people like Red and Infamy um Red um Infamy. She does really good work. Alisa James at Tech Radar. Hell yeah. She does really good work. Mm-hmm. See. I love that. Um, we have um, Janae Bonet. She's she's really good at what she's doing. I just found out before we started recording, she's working on a documentary about women in games, like I think internationally and in the States. And then I was like, damn, that that's amazing. That's like the kind of thing that Janae does. She also has written a book on how to get into game journalism. Also, um, someone else I'd like to shout out, of course, is Ash Paris. Uh, Parish over at The Verge. We're all fans of Ash. I love Ash. Ash does great work. I'm a huge fan of Ash. Tell right Ash, up. make it weird. Right? Make and it weird. Absolutely. And also, um, someone who I just started learning about over at loop, uh, loopbreak.gg, um, Clara Bell. I, I see she's doing some really good work in the space as well. By the way, those were all black films. None of them were men. I don't need to explain why I just mentioned like five different non-men who deserve an award of recognition. Yeah. It's 2023. I don't really need to explain that any further. Now, what I will say, what makes it feel complicated that I got that word is because I got that any year where there's still been a lot of media layoffs. And even last week, I saw that uh, folks in a... Uh, inverse and input got got you know affected and it sucks you know and today i just saw like little before we started recording i just saw that axios um reported a story where since um let me see here that at least seventeen thousand four hundred thirty six job cuts so far this year have happened in the media industry and that's per a report from Challenger Gray and Christmas on the Axios. You can find that right now. 
So that's a lot of people with outlet shuttering divisions. And it feels weird because it's like I have a job to do, but then I see these media layoffs and it feels really weird. Like I can't really explain the complexities of like how that affects things or me, myself personally. It, it, it feels very odd to clock in to do your job, but also know that you know, maybe the next day that happens, you just won't have your job. It's like, I know that's not really good for the brain, but, you know. I'm not going to lie because, like, I used to work in a dying industry. Uh, it, it's something that you need to know and be prepared for. Right. Like, there's, like, it. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily one of those, like, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, like, the stress route, but I would try to have, like, backup plans. If that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. My resume is updated. Absolutely. Like, yeah, just like be one of those things where it's just like, just be ready for it to happen because like, this is, this is just not one of them is industries that is, uh, that, uh, has, um, you know, long holdouts. Right. And absolutely. And to Baker's point, and it also doesn't feel good when you see that, um, the answer for media that, you know, some people say like, you know, Hey, instead of like, hiring people from different backgrounds let's just have ai be trained to speak <laughs> like them yes because i'm sure ai i'm i am sure ai is going to be able to be the voice of black people in a media website i am so positive that that's gonna work out what do you mean it's not gonna work out I'm kind of I'm I mean I kind of I kind of <laughs> I kind of want the Terminator robots to be speaking in like broken limericks like Roadblock remember G remember Roadblock like that I I I mean if it's going to be a catastrophe I want to have a good laugh while it goes down <laughs> but please continue It but needless to say it's it's weird too because um I always think of like interactions I have with a younger um and a person in one of my discords and like, you know, he's like, I, I, I've even written about like media layoffs and what, what that means for like folks in marginalized communities. You know, they are often the first ones to go. And then it's like DI numbers are just like, you just toss that out the window when, you know, you want to make cuts or whatever. So, you know, it, it's felt weird on that part because also it's just like, how can you tell like younger people and at the end, Aaron and Bacon um, noticed that, you know, one of the things I'm trying to get into is like mentorship for like, you know, newer people to do things. So, you know, how exactly am I going to instill the youth with uh, confidence? It's like, hey, a machine might very likely take the job that you want, you know, so that that's a whole separate different thing for. And do it badly. And do it badly. Right. And that's a whole different thing. But, you know, the complexities don't don't stop there because it's like on the back end of like winning that award and seeing the media layoffs it's like i also remind you too like i'm a black dude from florida and yes everyone knows florida's been in the news for a whole bunch of reasons whatever and it looks like hey we're state for fascism like if that's what people think i can't really stop you from thinking that so but it, you know it's weird it's like i got this horror like hey i'm doing these things to like talk about marginalized people in the communities but i'm also very much from a state that's <laughs> i can travel advisory warning from the NAACP, um, also from, um, uh, I'm so sorry, like the advisory board for LGBTQIA um, plus um, folks. 
and also uh, other communities as well. So that's fun seeing that, right? <laughs> not to mention, not to mention, um, I'm also in a state where they just, they're going to pass. I think it was already signed in a lot and it's effective like in a couple of weeks or next month, SB1718. Um, and I'm I'm sorry, I know y'all tune into a video game podcast, but we like to talk no, about no, little no, things no, here. No, 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 no. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a correction. This is ADD space, a nerd space podcast, and I am a firm believer that there is not a limitation on the topics for nerds because anything can mm. be nerdy. It's about how much you put into it. And I am a political junkie. I am a politics nerd. Therefore, it goes. You think we talk about sports on here? Fucking, do you think I know anything about sports? No. But does Aaron, is Aaron a fucking nerd with stats in his brain like for days? Yes. Nerd. Continue. Good point. Thank you. There. Thank you, Bacon. Good point. So, for the, uh, Ron, or, um, I almost said this man's name. I'm not going to say this man's name because a lot of ire in my body. Mm -hmm. But our governor recently signed in SB 1718, which is an anti immigration law. And one of the worst things that thing does is that it uh aside from it's affecting um undocumented folks's you know ability to work but like their access to like healthcare as well very very vile and what i found out today earlier was that something like this happened in california like 30 years ago now when you think about that it's like well, but california is very um not with the shits when it comes to stuff like this, right? And one of the reasons is because 30 years ago, when something similar, anti-immigration law passed over there, it put a lot of batteries in the backs of people to galvanize them. And they were like, no, we ain't gonna let this shit fly. Mm -hmm. So now the state now is very much not with the shits. So all that's to say is that it's, it, it, it's weird to like step back and realize that Yes, while I get this award, that's very much not what my state's in the news for, i.e. try to help raise the awareness of like what marginalized people are doing within the games industry. You know, my state's very much not in the news for that. <laughs> and it's just weird because of that, you know? Um, is weird the right word? Well, no, it's complex because it's just like, well, that's not who I am. Even though I, I was born and raised here, it's just like, no. That's not what I'm about. Not the spaces I go into, not where I choose to spend my time, not the friends that I have out here. It's just like, no, right? So, and then there's a reason why I mentioned all of this because despite me getting that award and I, as I've acknowledged that, you know, there aren't a lot of black gaming journalists in big publications. And I still, you know, when you read my tweet, you know, I still say we we still need more of us. We, um, you know, something that needs to be said too is like when you think about your favorite website, how many how many just folks of color are in um, leadership positions in media, big media sites that you're aware of? Like, I I don't want to take a, a you know credit away from people who are in positions we just don't know. But think about it, it's like how many, you know? And the reason why I mentioned that is because this came up in conversation again very recently considering the summer games fest i'm sorry summer game fest hosted by jeff Keeley. <laughs> an entire show 
throughout the entire show, there was it got flat because there was no women on stage. So it, it, it's one of those things where like, well, if this is a quote unquote show representing the games industry, once again, you're very, you're making it very clear what that means, but it didn't stop there. The, the comments didn't just stop with that. Other shows and platforms were also getting flagged for the fact that they would have panels and it was looking very alabaster. To say the least. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It's uh, the same like mid forties, uh, mid thirties, mid forties white guys in a uh, various color of the same polo shirt and khakis. Yes. <laughs> and again, it's one of those things where like I think one wore a jacket. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's one of those things again where it's like okay, so three years ago, all of y'all put out a whole bunch of press releases, not promises. I call them press releases of quote unquote doing better in response to black trauma. Which, let's be frank, DEI as a response to black trauma is still really, really ridiculous. That that that's where y'all jump, but that's something for me to talk about more on my blogs when I write about things that Bacon and Aaron are very aware of. But anyway, I digress. So. The conversation again came up where with if media is still very much, you know, middle-aged white guy and people are still actively choosing not to uplift, showcase like people like myself and my other peers and colleagues that, you know, whose work I'm very well, you know, what does that say? I'll tell you what that says. It, what that tells me is that I do not consider myself as, as quote unquote part of the industry, at least not a, a certain part of it. And that's fine with me because mm. I'll be very honest, Bacon and Aaron, hell, even where I work at, like I've, I've said it before, it's like, that's fine. I'm, you can, you can quote unquote, put me in this label right here or this niche or whatever you want to call it. That's fine with me because I am not interested in being like the majority. I don't want to write like other people. I'm not saying that they don't do the work. I'm just saying like the things that I'm very much focused on or would rather be a part of clearly is very different of what the message is there. And right. while I was explaining all of this, I also realized of the podcasts I've been on, aside from this one, they've only been like black. And I've realized, I don't know if that's been an active part on mine, or just that people know where I want to be at. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a keep it straight, buddy. Uh, you, you, you be specifically going for the black podcast, right. and the yeah. black podcasts are like, yeah, we know this nigga's into the black shit. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think either of those things are incorrect. Right. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a both, a hundred percent both. Right. Yeah. And and. You know, it, I, I think about these things and I, I'm going to be a little honest. It's like every day I work, I don't really think about the fact that I don't see a lot of myself with it. Because the thing is, truthfully, it's like it's not like it, it necessarily bothers me because the thing is, I know I'd I be reading books about like systemic issues, what what uh, folks are doing to fix it or address it or yada, yada, yada. So really, I'm thinking more about those things in my head, not the fact that. I think about like a week's gone by and I haven't seen a black person in anything gaming related or whatever, which is technically not true because I make it an effort to like see those things anyway, you know, given right. my job. So it's, you know, but anywho, 
I know this is a long-winded explanation, but there's a point to all of this. So <laughs> that goes back to the fact that people were once again talking about this. And I noticed that some people try to defend themselves. And I'm not going to name any names and I'm going to throw there. But I, but my thing is that you can't really defend yourself. I don't think you can defend yourself very well if when I Google your show, I see the same people in the images, like literally the same people with a sprinkle of di diversity here and there. So if anyone feels enamored to defend something, like please put more meat behind it. You know what I'm saying? And then this also goes back to video games, like the games that we play too, because still there's a large contingent of it that appeals to a certain demographic. And then, you know, we saw people tweet about like, oh, how nearly, was it 50% of um, gamers, quote unquote gamers, because I know some people don't like to call themselves that on like consoles are not men mm -hmm. and things like that. But that data, that data isn't necessarily quote unquote new because that data we've seen for years is just like, yes, people know this. So why do y'all keep making games that look like a certain way? Which goes back to the now newly released FF16 demo and Aaron, that is your window, brother. It's funny, my the window... controlled the Segway. Right, my <laughs> man, he, he drove that Segway into the, into the front, into the lobby, just crashed it in there. Um, he just wanted to hear us yell. <laughs> like, we weren't, like, yelling all morning in the Discord. Well, the thing about Final Fantasy 16 is there's so much wrong with it by choice, and there are so many weird choices being made that it's clear they're trying to make a game for not me. Like sometimes it's very passive. You ever play a game where it just seems like it's just it just they didn't think about you. But it feels like Final Fantasy 16 is actively trying to um make choices that I just simply don't like. Like it's just something that it's just not for me. Like I've never I haven't played a game that's specifically not for me so hard. Like what became originally just a search to find a single black person because I'll freely admit we talked about it on the show. There were two episodes where we talked about how Yoshi P got up there and dropped um, white supremacist bars about how histor about historical accuracy and world building and why black people don't belong in his game because of the world they've built. And But I didn't really, in my brain, I did not think that when they say, when he said, when, they, when we were talking about no black people, I was like, no. There are black people, just not in the main story. There have to be black people around in the world. So when I played the demo, I was like, oh, there aren't any black people here at all. And that was so jarring. Like, I was like, oh, they weren't fucking around. There are no niggas in this experience. Yeah, and so part of the thing, too, and this is why I wasn't expecting any background ones, is because if there were background they would have used it as an excuse because that's what they do. They would be like, none of the main cast is, but we've made sure to like fill our world with like a representative, like represented environment. So like they all, there's always some bullshit that they spawn. If there's background characters that are diverse, there was nothing, my Negro, there were nothing, nothing at all, nothing. They're just like, no, two interviews, Two fucking full interviews of bullshit. The second interview was just like, but what do you, 
what do you mean so we you we saw you did the thing but does that mean that maybe and they're like no like like there were two very clear questions and in-depth interviews that really were targeting those questions specifically and the answers in both of them were not there ain't no negroes wow yeah i i understand i've historical yeah. accuracy do you know that they, did you, i am did i am you, so pissed <laughs> like it, it's so it's it's very frustrating for me <laughs> what fascinates me is like i didn't the game starts off with the phoenix summon phoenix fighting bahamut um they provide context for it as you play through the demo but the opening part of the game is you just simply controlling a giant flaming bird um, while Bahamut, we all know Bahamut, the very angry dragon bull, um, lunges at you over and over again while you defend yourself. And again, uh, and then I, you know, and then I'm brought back to hi historical accuracy in, in a world where apparently different groups of people have different powers over different stuff. Um, yes, the first thing you see is people casually using power, like casually using ice magic to make water, casually using fire magic to light things, casually using healing magic to, um, grow grass, like, historical accuracy. Like, this is the most batshit magical world. And, um, yeah, historical accuracy. Just. But yeah, historical accuracy. I don't. I'm still trying to process it because they've managed to make the least likable, one of the least likable games I've ever played. And I'm just like, so the game plays well. Like you mentioned, they brought in some folks from Capcom to tighten up the combat. And um, let's call it the Final Fantasy 13 era Final Fantasies. They've been, the combat's always felt a little weird. So it feels good to play and run around. It does. Um the world I mean it better than the man from devil may cry five is is the uh, battle director yeah it felt really strong and intuitive and that would explain why air combos do more damage but that's neither here nor there um um i the so we say that final fantasy 13 was when there was a clear intent of pursuing western ideals right was that where like that was like the line break where the idea was to make a Final Fantasy that appealed to um, all audiences, centering Western audiences. Am I crazy? 13, where they introduced lightning, I, and they had that, like, the 3D floating walking simulator. Where you could I, I think so, because, like, that game was like, hello, Western people who have never played an RPG yes. in their life. This is how you play an RPG. I mean, they're still doing that in the Look, demo. Look, everybody. Yeah, this is, you can walk through the environment. Look, they're storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what Teeny's they're first uh, RPG. They're still doing that in Final Fantasy 16. They're like, go talk, go to the glowing, go to the glowing spot. It will provide you with an item it, in any number of items that will help your character. Now go to the gear screen. The item you just got can be applied to your character to change their statistic. Okay, fine. Um. But in this one, they've kind of, you know, by their own design, they've cited Game of Thrones as an inspiration. And Final Fantasy presents Game of Thrones is the least likable world of any Final Fantasy I've ever played. So I'm not going to lie. So the writer, the writer for Final Fantasy 16 did um, 
uh, eight did a Realm Reborn for Final Fantasy fourteen and um, Heavensward, and Heavensward, you know, won awards. It's like it, it was considered for the longest time the best storytelling. It is not actually my personal favorite, and it never really has been. Um, but that's because I am more of a person who prefers uh, storytelling through characters, and um, he does not do that very well. He does fantastic world building, like actually like really good world building. Like I could I can see him narratively doing that correctly, but he is not good at characters and like in-depth, like meaningful character interactions and relationships. And that is the kind of, like I said before, like that that is the kind of storytelling like I personally really love and what I what I look for in a lot of my games. Um, and because I'm I'm a huge high fantasy nerd. Like there's no surprise here. Y'all know what games I fucking play. Um, but yeah, that is not his strong suit. Um, like all of like my favorite content in 14 is not his writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, I mean, again, it, it, the, the narrative was so good, it did win awards. And there, it, it is, it is like very, very popular for a good reason. But let me tell you, those characters, like even going back, like, and having to like sit through those cutscenes, I was just like, I am in pain. Um, that's what I got. And it's funny that you, I, I really appreciate the context because it's like the actual world of what governs. So it's a world where apparently like the summons are inside people. So yes. there are some folks who have the ability, like um, there was one scene where like a dude was like a whole ass Titan and fought I mean, Shiva. He was Titan. He, <laughs> well, then it was him. Then, um, and uh oh it was titan and then they fought shiva and these are all people and apparently they defend their kingdoms and how that all came about is interesting listening to characters interact with each other is annoying because uh so they're trying to do the game of thrones thing the game of thrones had a lot of charismatic characters and punchy writing at least um for the george rr R. martin assisted bits of it well um, he george rr R. martin for all of his faults and ridiculousness could actually kind of write characters right exactly it wasn't i'm not saying it was great but it wasn't bad like, no this is he, this he, is he bad specifically got through them what's the name of this fellow again so i can the name of the writer what? for final fantasy uh, 16 uh hold on I, I i definitely put it in the thing mm -hmm. um i want to i want to get his full name because i only only remember his other I only remember the the shortened version. Um, found it. Um, Mahiro. Uh, Mahiro. Uh, Katsutoyo Mahiro. Katsutoro Mahiro. Um, the mm -hmm. people are awful, and they're awful while trying to do the Game of Thrones thing. The combination of both of these things um, makes me roll my eyes consistently throughout the experience like it's an like i said is it this the what this pursuit whatever they're doing the intent is um make it makes the experience the uh in large in large chunks unenjoyable like it's just not likable also there's a lot of want there's a lot of death like 
I've never seen this many people get stabbed by sharp implements in any Final Fantasy game ever. Like, at least 15 people got stabbed, or their throats were slit, or they got killed asking for help, or they were pulpified by a rock. Like, a lot of people fucking exploded into blood and were killed. And it's kind of like the Game of Thrones thing where, like, you can get attached to a character and they can just get wiped out immediately in a three-minute segment on an episode. And that's kind of the... And again, I don't know whether this this might be subjective. There might be some people who were chomping at the bit to play a Final Fantasy with that that narrative conceit. Not for me. Especially not executed by this person who's not writing characters well. It's just characters are on screen. It's very awkward listening to them interact with each other. And they may or may not die at some point. And it's again just very unpleasant. It just it just yeah, like dairy on a hot day. It's just unpleasant. I'm just like playing it, and I'm like, this is fine, I guess, for the people that they're making. Like again, this is not for me. Final Fantasy 16 is so deeply, profoundly not for me. Um, not even ac- not even accidentally. Like this is just not pointed in my direction at all. So, are you gonna say? No, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. The um. So it. I, I am I'm, taken aback by this. Just like the direction of Final Fantasy, I wasn't necessarily. I didn't really feel a way about it one way or the other until now, where they've kind of made it unenjoyable. Is the best word for it because it's not bad. If you're here for it, you'll get what you need. Um, it's the best version of this Final Fantasy 13 era Final Fantasy game that they've been trying to refine for however many years they've been doing it now. 10, I guess. Uh, 12, maybe. Um, it's the best one. Ain't no niggas in it. <laughs> and that shit's miserable as hell. Music sounded good. Um, but yeah, I was... I beat the demo and I was like, nah. And they were like, you know, you can take the save. You can start the you can start the full purchase from this save. Save your game. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. The only interest is me is I would like to see if there are black people in the game now. That's it. That that is my that is now my curiosity. Final, the, the Final Fantasy nigga search is on, and it has superseded the value of the game <laughs> because I cannot imagine now the game is an RPG. We're gonna be in there for seventy hours. Zero black people. Not even goons, bro. Oh yeah, the game had like not, go- the game has like goblins. Not, not, and stuff. not even with their 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 desert folks. Right, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, so you are we gonna be glo- we gonna be like swashbuckling and shit and going into places where the sun's three feet away from our face and those niggas are gonna be white? I mean, did did you did you see the Titan guy? Titan guy, he had the- he had tan. Oh, oh, oh. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Tan, he's a little, little, little dusty. We're not doing that. He's a little dusty. No, that's like, that's like, that's like, this is a white person, dusty. Like he's not even like he's 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 like that weird clay mud tone that doesn't even fucking even make Bro, any sense. He's uh, he talking about his dark souls. He's dark souls black. You guys gotta, no, you guys gotta. No, 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 not, not, you can't black. do that. You can't even do that anymore. They got better with the skin tones a little bit, so you can't even try that anymore. <laughs> which dark, mm-hmm. Wait, which from which dark souls game that you make niggas? I'm talking about three. Oh, you can also make you can make them in Elden Ring and in three. 
I uh no. Well, yes, skin tones are better. Wait, wait, wait. Skin tones are better. Yes, yes. Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah, they're not yes, mud tones in Elden Ring. Right, right. Skin tones are better. The hair uh, options are atrocious. They do not exist. Skin tones are better. Yes. Right. No, it's just. But like, you could also do the nose too. That was the big thing. You could also do the nose. So it's just black people <laughs> with presses. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, listen. Like I said, that is the intro. That is yeah, the. I don't. That is I the, don't. Go I don't on. know where in Elden Ring you're gonna be finding a hot comb, but like they did. I mean, there's so many things that are trying to kill you. I'm certain you can fashion a hot comb out of something that's tried to kill you and failed somewhere. Um, I ain't never playing that game until I see some Negro hair. I, I promise you. <laughs> anyway. Listen, I made um, I made I made Bruno I made Bruno Mars, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud that as the blackest character in Dark Souls I ever made that wasn't made out of chocolate or mud is that Bruno Mars I had in Elden Ring before I deleted and installed the game. Very proud of that ambiguously brown person who claims they're black, but then no one on the internet agrees with them and jams them up about it, so they have to be very quiet about their ethnicity and social spaces. I was proud of that person that I made. I Final Fantasy 16 ain't got no niggas even like that. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta see. Like I said, that is I, the, what? What are you gonna say? No, it's funny because um while you were explaining that, I just think about other people who 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 like the demo and what have you. And the thing is, you know, it it it's gonna sell, it's gonna be popular, it's gonna do well, it's going to the thing I was thinking of was that I think they put out a press release about like things they're going to do in the future or whatever. And then it was just like, yeah, the game director understands about the need of diversity. And I just rolled my eyes so hard when I read that bullet point <laughs> in that press release. So yeah, I understand about diversity. I was like, okay. I'm I like, will say, oh, go ahead, Bacon. I'm sorry. Listen, the director is in charge of the saga series. And by that, I mean, romancing saga. And so, like, you know, Romancing Saga is, like, one of my other favorite series. And I'm just sitting here like, I hate everything. Yep. We got we got all, all like, the creators of all my favorite games in one room. Yep. And they were like, and they were like uh, no, no niggas, please. Thank you. None of that. It, it's just, um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking of something, like, poignant to add it it's just one of those things uh and, and, and the thing about this conversation too is just that I've, I've seen so many different sides of the conversation it's like i'm not saying you're, you're you're a bad person if you want your high fantasies to to be like this or whatever that that's fine that's your prerogative ultimately that's your money that you're spending i'm not saying that you know you're a bad person. It's just like, for me, it's just very easily for me to look at that. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to save my money. I'm okay. Uh, That's it. it. It, um, I don't judge, but, um, it is a very, it's, I don't judge, but if you are really all into Final Fantasy 16 and hand waving the critique, which is a valid one that there are, there, there is a shocking lack of black people in the game. And the reasoning behind it is problematic. You're giving a lot of information about your view of black people, whether you're a black person or not. You're giving a lot of information. 
if someone judges you based on that information, that's not their fault. That's your you are handing out a lot of information. Um, if the developer of a game you want to play says you don't belong in it, whether that's a line in the sand for you is, like I said, it's information. If somebody wants to judge you off of it, again, you handed out the information willingly. They said you don't belong in it. And you're like, okay, cool. Here's 70 bucks anyway. Again, just saying like, you know. On the opposite side of that, I am very upfront. <laughs> In fact, I I mostly play or purchase games that allow me to make black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's just like, hey, what are you playing? I don't know. The, the, the news that just came out where you can make someone that looks like they walked into a beauty shop. So how about that? Um, yeah, I'm I I'm a big fan of character creators, but like I'm also the type of person who would be like if if the game's got a not cis hetero male character, mm-hmm. cis hetero white male character, then like I I will support that game because like even even though there's um like it's it's getting a bit better, like even just games with female leads is just really small. Like, it's not, like, I mean, if you're, people be like, oh, well, there's so many. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, how long have video games been, like, a thing? And how long have video games been, like, mainstream even? Like, you have to, you can't just, like, look at recent. Like, and even if we're looking at recent, well, like, let's look at all the games that came out in the last, like, two, three years. And how many of them have, like, female leads. So, like, or even just, like, queer leads or, like, queer coded. And it's, like, once you... Like, uh, most of them are, like, in the indie game space, and I'm 100%, like, I'm supporting, but, like, there's also, like, if you're not fronting those sales in the AAA games, then they absolutely don't make those games. And so, um, even if I'm, like, not gonna, like, necessarily play the game, I still try to, like you know, like, support those ones, because there's just, we don't have anything. There's nothing. There, there's just it's so bad that there's just nothing um like and and then of course like with black characters it's just like we're we're being fed table scraps there's like it, it's it's disgusting how few there are so i yeah but i'm like i'm like if there's a character there's a character um creator like the only game the only games because like i said like high fantasy rpgs like my only exceptions are usually like if it's if the story revolves around a group of people and not like a singular individual, then I'm like, okay, well, we're telling multiple stories. Like part of why I love Octopath Traveler, there's four dudes and four ladies. Right. And they're all very unique characters and very, very different. Um but uh uh it 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 just sucks. Like we're like I said, we're just we're just feeding off the table scraps. There's there's nothing. This game in particular has been making me really upset because I'm like I'm a long Final Fantasy fan. Like I'm a very long Final Fantasy fan, um, and I don't really like the direction that a lot of the newer games have been going. And like like I'm gonna say like thirteen onward. <laughs> uh, I I almost get the feeling now that we're like as we're talking about it, I feel like this is almost like a a, a slow burn reaction to Lightning's existence. 
because they had three whole games with this character and now we apparently are we cannot we will no longer get a female protagonist and now like i said the diversity is kind of being well, wrong you, you want to know the you want to know the best part about 12 and i love 12 but this is annoying this is the thing that annoys me about 12 uh go on what the about? main character is actually ash who is a woman but the entire story is told through the lens of a boy um, that reminds me of um, Lost Odyssey. It's a very good story, but that also pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, L- Lost Odyssey did that. I don't know, like Lost Odyssey was that Xbox yes. JRPG where the whole story was about a black woman named Seth and her um sacrificing herself for her child, and the main character was just kind of like a squall type of low talking, um, male sword wielding male protagonist. But the story was actually about this black lady. <laughs> <laughs> and um being a black she was a, an immortal black lady pirate um that was her, the, the game was about her and but they could never make the game about her they could not be like the game is about this person and uh so they you know they had like this this like low talking sword wielding general main male protagonist mush filter that they had to put the story through right um but yeah i that is the that is the that is the verdict of Final Fantasy 16. It's so unlikable that I'm having I'm gonna be returning to this because they've managed to make it because I didn't I wasn't a big fan of 13, but I I kind of respected it and I didn't like 15. And again, you know, is fine, but they've managed to make something that I actually kind of squint my eyes at, and I don't really, I don't really care about games that I don't like. Some games that aren't for me, I tend to let them go. Like I understand, like I don't buy them, I don't support them, but I haven't seen a game kind of like, kind of aggro about it, like the Game of Thrones thing, the lack of <laughs> diversity thing. This entire, like, it's just, it's just, it's not for me, and. Mm, I don't even know who it's for. Like, I feel like it's for people who just buy Final Fantasy whenever they put out Final Fantasy. They'd be blunt. Like, who is this for? Who asked for this? <laughs> I mean, I can tell you who it's for. Because, mm, like, I'm, I'm just sitting here because they're like, you know, they, you know, one of the things that they gave is they're like, well, we wanted, like, we're, we're trying to, like, broaden our appeal. And I'm like, to whomst? To whomst? Because um, I, I'm a, I'm a, we know what the global majority is. So to whom are you trying to broaden the appeal? Because I mean, I thought you guys were selling. I thought you guys were selling millions of copies of these games every time you brought them out. So I can't imagine what more, who more you'd want to. You've actually raised two generations of gamers now. Two. You have the people playing the MMO. Like Ron actually. Right. You have the people raised on Final Fantasy VII, and the people raised on Final Fantasy. Um. Uh. 14. No, because we've, we've, we've got the, the pre-seven babies. Right. So there's three. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Because of the amount of people that went and brought the remasters, right? Those sold like hotcakes, right? There are three generations like not, of people. Not even just the remasters. Because, like, remember Final Fantasy, like, they, some of the Final Fantasies were out on Super Nintendo. That's why the numbering system was all fucked up. Because they call, they didn't bring three over until uh, they until like PlayStation ish era when they brought the ports. So they called Final Fantasy Six Final Fantasy Three in the States. Same with Final Fantasy Four being Final Fantasy Two. Right. There's like a whole numbering fuck up because of it. 
on uh, U.S. copies. Only half of the games came over to the States. And then we had uh, Final Fantasy V didn't make it over until uh, Game Boy, no, uh, Nintendo, uh, the DS era. That makes me sad-er. And, and then they, oh yeah, PlayStation era, they, they um, did, they, they brought over, there's the, there's Final Fantasy Anthology, and then I can't remember what the other Final Fantasy, I have them both, I just can't remember the name of it. And those came out, and that was the actual Final Fantasy 1, 2, on one disc, and then it had 3, 5, and 6 on another. Jesus. Yeah, one, two, and three were on the first so who one, is and then they had like wow. four, five, and six on the other. I mean, I guess we do know who this is for. All right, we're going to have to. Dimension move. fixed it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is not, this is, this is, uh, yeah, mm. we're, we're on like, we're on like three, three to four generations because we have Gen X, we have Millennials, we have um, Gen Z, and the babies know what this game is. Yep. It's a 35 year old franchise. Yeah. It's a 35-year-old. It's one of the oldest franchises. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, I mean... No, like, Final Fantasy franchise is up there with Dragon Quest. Another series that also shares the same quote-unquote aesthetics. (laughs) And then we have the Tales. But... But, but, Oh, go ahead. What I like about Tales, though, is that Tales does um it really thoughtful messaging although i will never for forgive them for queer baiting zestiaria um wow now that we now that we've actually laid out all final fantasy has raised three generations of gamers so what is this all right yeah yeah i'm i'm Mm -hmm. I'm ple- I'm just pleased that Alan Wake has that you play as a black lady front start front front to back now. It's that's it. funny yep. that you sorry. That. I'm wait sorry, before Aaron. we go there. I'm coming. I'm coming before, to Aaron. I'm no, coming to Alan no, Wake. Sorry. Before we get to that, I wanted to say that um Bacon reminded me something um Gatekeeper. little point they were making earlier that um no. Because it's uh, Pride Month, and I, I wrote a story like seeing what different companies are doing. I know one of the things that Xbox is doing is that it partnered with glad and that's going to help them uh either create a pipeline or or a talent pipeline to help creators create more lgbtq uh, ia plus stories um i don't know if that'll range from like indie to like double a or triple a i'm not sure but i do know that's something i saw i did want to mention that because bacon reminded me as they were explaining because we need more games of that nature. I agree. But anyway, back to Alan Wake. No, that's, that's fine. You play as a black lady, Saga Anderson. I'm a big Remedyverse fan, privately, so I'm very pleased that um, the Alan Wake story will actually conclude because it's several games long. I'm and, sorry, uh, Aaron. I'm nah, coming nah, in late. Nah, I'm gatekeeping, I'm bro. Nah, I don't need. I don't need you Negroes jumping on. I ain't, I ain't playing the first playing. one, dog. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. It's, it's probably gonna have like a recap. I'll be like, that's I don't nice. I don't Skip. Need, Let I, me just play I, as a I don't black need, lady. Get you Negro. Get your Negro hands off of Alan Wake at the end of the fucking twelve-year fucking story of Alan Wake because you play as a black. Get it's your, get your, get your Negro hands off. They're gonna be all over it. Nah, I'm gay, I'm gatekeeping. I'm be super toxic. 
You'll be ready for me to get myself canceled. Get myself canceled. I'm going to have to unfollow myself on Twitter, unsubscribe from my own podcast, and take a leave of absence. Grabby hands. Grabby, grabby hands. That's it. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to get diatribe, block myself. When I have to listen, listen, I thought, I thought (laughs) Alan Wake would have been safe because a few few days literally like a few days before alan wake comes out assassin's creed mirage came out and then i did some re i did the most important research on assassin's creed mirage and that was assassin's creed mirage can what is the gender yes and found out that there is no gender choice in assassin's creed mirage and also found out that they're going back with that game to the roots yes they're doing a more assassin's one assassin's creed style super self super boring and it's going to be about this is going to be about the story of a character who's um an integral character in valhalla but it takes place like a like a couple decades before valhalla and i'm just sitting here like why can i not be a muslim lady assassin yeah they told me no and i no longer care so i'm sorry i'm like it's no longer safe <laughs> I don't want to care. I mean, you are almost safe. You almost had it, but no, they took they took my one joy, the thing that I was hoping for. We could have been great, but no, this has like all the makings of like one of them side story games because you know like what what Ubisoft likes to do. They have like the main they have the main games, right? They have like the really big fucking huge games, and then what they do is they in between those giant fucking games they shove in like they're like we've got a new assassin's creed game but it's actually much smaller and they kind of like shove it it's like a side story game but they're like no really find out more information Uh, do uh, all of this it's uh, what i uh, call black flag like black flag was clearly a side story one they they did that 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 was used to be how they slid in the um um the non-male assassins remember the assassin's creed china the assassin's creed the one with the um the the black girl I forgot the name. Yes, of it. well, this is how they're they're sho- they're shoving in a Muslim character. Yes, uh, well, they're, yeah, they're you know I I don't understand. I mean, I guess I don't I don't know. I, once I saw that it was also not going to be open world, I also like I didn't. I don't think I don't think Assassin's right. Creed is uh, as good of a stealth I, game as everybody else does. It's so. not. It never was. That was the problem with it. Yes, that's why all I didn't. The best parts about the Assassin's Creed series are all the open world elements and the parkouring and the the movement. Nobody gives a. I'm sure there are people who give a fuck about the story. Uh, Somewhere, the stealth I'm, is. I'm sure stealth is uh, the stealth in the game itself was always flawed. It was a stealth game with really wonky stealth, and I always thought the series itself became very popular off the strength of Assassin's Creed Two, like that yes, Ezio story. Did because everybody hated three and everybody hated one. Right, three. Well, three was a scam. Remember they were ta- they were talking three up that Native American cool. kid. They were talking Damn. up that Native American character, and you did nothing but follow around white men as they formed of the country nothing. yeah that was a big scam that was actually when i that was that made me mad at assassin's creed for a long time <laughs> i was but i was we've, deeply we've been resentful. open world we've we've been open world since origins like we can't go back we can't go back don't go back i mean i guess we do people were complaining about the open world games um they were too big well, and you know some people said they were they were too big too much game so it was okay but those people also don't play skyrim so who cares I agree with you. I don't really want to see a pair what, down. What, Assassin's I, what I actually appreciated about the open world of uh, uh, Origins. Uh, can't remember the second one. 
um, open world of Origins, Odyssey, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Origins, or Odyssey world. and Valhalla. What I appreciated about those is that they were open world, but there were rails. Um. Yes. Like you could see, like, like you could go and do like all kinds of bullshit, but that bullshit one had a purpose. Like it was very directed bullshit. Like all of the side quests led to purposes. I think so. I... there was like a train of purpose, but like there was a story, and the story was just like you go here now. So like there were points where it'd be like, okay, I've done all of the bullshit I could do in an area, and the game was like, you need to stop fucking around and go over here. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. So it was it it wasn't just open world. It, that there were rails. They were they were like we you you can't just do whatever you want forever. You you have to go. You have to go here. Uh, I agree. I I remember. And I I appreciate that. I hate open world without got without rails because when there's no rails, my ADHD just takes over and then I get bored. Um that is um my biggest issue with the Zelda. That's why I haven't <laughs> played um the new one is because from the looks of it is they just kind of like put you in the game like you're just there now. You're you're link now. Yeah, you're supposed to earn your engineering degree. Right. And I'm like, that is so so you tell me I'm just here now and I gotta make it work. I was like, I'm literally doing that right now every single day. I do not need a life simulator as the one I'm currently playing is shockingly realistic. And yeah. So I I don't want to play an open world like game like that. I prefer to put me on rails no, like even in real life, I want sometimes I just sometimes I want to I need a I need a person to just be like, you are going here. Right. They'd be like, oh, you, you you need to do this. Talk to this person and go over there. And I'm like, thank you. I hate it. I hate being directionless. Um, Yeah. Yes. There's another open world I, game like that. There's one I, that my, my brain needs the reward dopamine. Uh, it's one of the things about um uh they they finally showed Starfield for like forty five straight minutes, and how, uh, does, how does that look? And will I care? So they did. A, they <laughs> spent a lot of energy trying to communicate mm -hmm. that this is um like Fallout and like Skyrim, but new. And it's kind of like we've learned to accept and understand that the, you have to accept that this game is gonna have an absolute fuck ton of jank for example they're trying to act like it won't um it's going to be big and procedurally generated but again it's going to be there's going to be an absolute um bunch of fallout-ness happening in the game so i don't know i'm not excited <laughs> it was cool um but i just it was very interesting wait, looking wait, at them try it to like fallout it looks spectacular, but it will play like Fallout and like Skyrim because they're just making the Bethesda mean? RPG. Oh, they're I making. Am so sorry, wow. Well, okay. I know what that means. No, I know what that means. I remember. That's I don't like Fallout or Skyrim. Right. Okay. No. No. Here. Here. So I like Fallout. I don't like Skyrim. Fallout uh, has some rails to has like has like rails to it, and again has purpose to like the the side missions. However, my problem is the writing with Fallout because they do Fallout does the morality choices. They do like they do the they do kind of like a kind of morality sort of ish with it and like throw some weird ethics, but then they do it half heartedly. <laughs> and um, 
I'm going to tell you, the last Fallout game, like actual game, not 76, but the last Fallout game made me not want to be- beat the game because I got angry. What happened? I did not like what the options were. What happened? The options were all bad. They, they were all bad. They, there are no good options for that are written for um, the story for Fallout. The, la- the, the last Fallout game. There are none. It's very irritating. Well, then, like I said, uh, I if you are okay with Fallout and Skyrim, then they're giving you more of the same. It's a lot of... It's a, it was a lot of pomp and circumstance. Almost like it was almost it was the same tone as if they had um if they were selling us a new app, a virtual reality headset, or a new app, or a new MacBook. You know what I mean? Like it was it was very much I mean in... I mean, okay, I'm not gonna lie. If I can get through the game without game breaking bugs and have to start my game over after putting sixty hours into it. Uh, no one believes that Bethesda's capable of that, and that entire I don't, I yeah. don't believe Bethesda is Bethesda's capable. Right, of that. That, the entire presentation was mostly them trying to sell us a game that we are to believe would be as little jank as possible, given the, given the developer. The only game that the only games that Bethesda has put out that are not jank. Don't use the same engines right. that Fallout <laughs> right. and Skyrim are built on, and it's specifically the Wolfenstein series. <laughs> yes, the I the I think it's like the ID engine or something like that. It's used for Doom and Wolfenstein, and those yes. games are clean as hell. Yes, they look clean. Clean, as hell. and the studio, like the the teams under Bethesda who work on the non Skyrim and non Fallout games, put out consistently great functional i can complete the fucking game work (laughs) well fallout people are making starfield so again i just okay well that answers all of my questions right um also um there was a star wars game ubisoft so i'm a division fan um i I like the division but i remember the somewhere a little bit after the division came out maybe like 18 months big chunk they had like plans for the game they're like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then about a month they were like Actually, we're not. <laughs> and uh, a big chunk of the dev team got removed onto another project that actually is a Star Wars open world game that has a lot of the division in it in terms of design and feel and graphics. And it actually looks significantly more entertaining than Starfield <laughs> for this kind of the same premise. So it's just kind of like I was like, oh, that kind of came in. And, yeah. And that's kind of the Bethesda way is that there will actually be another game that kind of... Um, where it plays like fallout that's just a little bit more solidly designed it's just more structurally sound and that is better just because it works Sorry, <laughs> that, that, that was sense. the other game i couldn't think of was the division i'm like what the fuck else did you be what else uh, what else the fuck did they put out uh, ubisoft uh, the, the yeah the division was the open world game where they um ubisoft. yes the open world with guns where you're shooting ethnic minorities listen they tight they tighten that up in the second game it was um the first game you were shooting um (laughs) did i ever tell you about the best patch i've ever experienced where in the original game um original division one they had students they were just like they were called like looters but they were essentially just kids like young small people dressed up in like hoods 
except for like the boss ones would be like this one really big kid <laughs> and, and um one time they released a patch like someone had wrote on the like the on like reddit like why are all these kids black and why do they all look like trayvon martin and it got full of people full of pushback and then nothing ha- seemed to happen and then there was a patch where they just made almost all of that faction white kids just didn't they didn't say shit they did no response there was one patch where all those black kids in hoods and 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 starter jackets and backpacks became white kids in hoods and starter packets and no i was like are these kids did they make those kids white those kids were shooting are they white now so yeah there you go that's all that that that's my that's my that's my division story it's the greatest it is the greatest patch i have ever downloaded in any game it is the greatest patch because i was because i was asked i asked some friends i was like i get on blouse like i was like i was like get on the division are the looters white now but yes um i love i love like they're like they didn't say they didn't say nothing nah they were like they just were quietly like heard and that was it they were like heard and that was all they could do because you know they're still ubisoft they're gonna be terrible um but yeah that was uh that was their that was their um that was their solution but yes um there is an out the star trek outlaws star wars outlaws looks considerably more interesting than um starfield and i just trust it to work i just realized like the starfield the amount of energy that went into the starfield presentation for me to hear it uh, respect it and then understand that in our heart, in my heart, it simply won't work the way they're saying. That's a shame. <laughs> a lot of energy is going. It was 45 minutes. They talk to everybody. The team is diverse. Lots of brown people. Lots of non-men. And at the wow. end of it, and at the end Whoa. of it, right, 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 Whoa. right. It's like that one. It's like that one dude, white dude, Todd, the lion guy. Like he's still the face of it, but everyone <laughs> behind him was brown and not a dude, right? Or not a dude. And at the end of it, I, we were all just like, this shit ain't gonna work, though. <laughs> this shit ain't gonna be broken. <laughs> I don't care. I got Game Pass. It's all good. But this shit gonna be broken, though. And everyone's like, yeah! See you day one, baby! Ain't gonna work. And that's a shame. So much energy. So much energy. Not a, not a soul believes this game is gonna work the way 45 minutes in an all-white... You know, that all-white... They, you, know, you ever seen when the white man when you see when the white man's got the beads on and everything like he's serious he's got the button down he's got the beads on and everything like he's serious you know the apple watch on the left hand the beads on the right hand he was todd was fuck todd was todd howard it's fucking serious no one believes a word you're gonna say shango we're in these 50 patches this should work two years after it comes out fine todd whatever <laughs> whatever sir I will say one game that looks like like I don't I don't know like but it looks like they're gonna be doing stuff right and it's got it's got it's got a black lady a southern black lady an unambiguously southern black lady with with the unambiguous is important that's why that was said with the with the browns skin um what the fuck is this game called <laughs> um my brain just went all the way off. It's called South of Midnight. And it's going to be a third person action adventure but um, with a very like magic-y 
uh, take on the American South. The main character is a very black lady who's going to be doing the magics. And they they came out the gates <laughs> saying they're like, we did. We we know that this is really shaky ground to walk <laughs> on. We we know we Very know cool. that, that this is gonna need some care. Yeah. So we're telling you, we're doing the we we've got the care. We've got like all of these like they they listed some names of groups that they are doing the consulting. They've got like there's there's definitely black ladies involved in the right writing process. There's um they, they they're very clear right off the bat which was great because what didn't this just didn't all the short showcase just yesterday uh it's been all weekend uh but i think south of what's it called south of yes, it, midnight south of midnight is uh i think i i heard about it on the xbox one and they've been elaborating all weekend and part of the being being them elaborating is showing how many black people were involved in so many different types of black people and consulting and being like name names and linking people in tweets and adding people and they're confirming and they're just they're, like they're just like yeah, see they're, <laughs> they're like they're they're being very open about like no 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 we understand that this this is a landmine <laughs> <laughs> because let's be honest it is because one American South no no game with a sizable well excuse me that's not true because i almost forgot about mafia but american south that that like we're not gonna beat around the bush that's aka black right black the lady protagonist again still rare you know so you can't be talking about this and and they kind of hand wavy like uh some of the things too well it's not like she's gonna solve racism well no one was asking for that but obviously if you said that then you know what people are going to be thinking about well and 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 she's like a literal magical negro so like we have right. to we have to like how how magical negro is this magical negro right like right. is it is it is it magical negro appropriate in a magical fantasy world like like what are we talking about here like there's there's a there's a lot of different ways that this could go wrong, but they they have been coming out the gate like really trying to like be like no no we're 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 trying we're putting in the effort here's here's our sources we're citing our sources. Yeah, it, it it's so funny. It's like when you read that, it's it, it's like it very much reads like a uh, well crafted office email. <laughs> about like yes here's this black thing where we want you to know that black women are working on it black people and we're we're working on experts to make sure it's right and it reads very much like that because obviously they know people ain't gonna fly with half-assing it we're just not whenever this game comes out we're, we're just not gonna you know so we need to know that the right people are in charge while it's being done. So, yeah, I'm excited because I, it, I just it love almost, to see more people in Magic. Yep. South of Midnight feels like the opposite of Final Fantasy 16 on approach. 
Like it's just the oh, opposite. I mean, I wasn't like say it's just like the like brother. It, it's just like hard, like <laughs> the hard opposite. Like I'm, I didn't mean to, but I was like, they're so they're almost like, and and I'm not gonna lie to you, I love when white people are freaking out about my about handling my blackness. It's like when I'm out and I'm like in a restaurant or something like that, and I realize like I'm gonna go to a nice restaurant, but we're the only black people there. So then the white people will think that we're like famous or some shit. So if something goes wrong, they send like six waves of people to apologize. Because we're obviously famous. Like I obviously play <laughs> basketball. Erica's obviously in business. Like obviously they don't know us. But we can go on the internet, especially when we're both on our phones, because we're just idling. But it looks like we're doing something important and we're like and they can start getting nervous and stuff. Good. Good. <laughs> not, not niggas getting dinner and they might have money. Might have money. Right. Oh right. And I like that energy. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy that energy. Show us your sources. Like I said, at some point, all the hand, like at some point in the middle of their freaking out, I'm like, I'm sold. But I'm just going to get them keep dancing. You keep, show, keep showing me. Keep linking me to people. Keep having yeah. people confirm. Who are you working with? Right after, like, you show me a 10-page report. I'm two pages and I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. But I'll just, let me get the other eight. That's cool. Just keep freaking out. It's great. I deserve that. We deserve that. We absolutely deserve that. So, yeah. That's like the one-to-one opposite. Because, man, my man got on. My man Yoshi P got on the mic twice and told us we don't belong in his game. But the Flaming Phoenix versus Muhammad duel, they fucking started off the game with that shit, bro. They didn't even have a t- The tutorial was it, after they were fighting. It's so unfortunate because like people are so excited about it, and every time they like say their name and they say they're excited about it, I just get angry. Right. And it's like it's not like I'm not trying to like yuck people's yum. Like that's not what's happening. It's just like it's just like I I want to be excited, but I can't be excited because I just got told that I don't belong in this game. Right. Like, and, I, and that's the it, thing that feels oh, bad. Okay. And like I got told it was historically inaccurate, even though I'm just like, it's funny. Because I was thinking about FF, I, I I wasn't really thinking about it, but it's just like I remember those comments, and then like I was looking at the Netflix um Cleopatra, not really documentary, but it's like drama drama. Well, it's like a drama dramatization, and you're right, and just like real legit documentary stuff to learn about history, and you know they made that very very black and brown whatever because I think the whoever whoever was in charge they acknowledged that even though it's in Africa, there's still very much very, I don't know why I was about to say very weird, but there's still very poignant feelings regarding like blackness and like particularly listen, being dark. Right. And uh, regarding like Northern Africa listen, or what have you. Egyptians. There's a there's a contingent of Egyptians that do not think they're African. Right. They consider themselves um and and like they consider them culturally and like they uh part of uh Arab and the like Arab and the Middle East. Like they do not consider themselves Africans. Right. Even and, though uh, even though you can have Arabic Africans, but that's right. a different story for the diaspora. And yeah, and yeah. Thank you. And, and I'm not speaking for a region that I honestly don't know enough about. But, you know, I was thinking about how, like, her casting, this Black actress is casting, you know, quote unquote, people in their feelings when the person in charge said, no, I made that deliberate because I want people to understand it is very likely that because why why would they not? 
why would she not look like that? Aside uh, from you being anti-black, like really I, think about I, that. I mean, they're like we don't know because like we can't right. really tell, but exactly. like there there is there is like some information on why she wouldn't be, but it would also be because she is part of the Ptolemies and the Ptolemies were like extremely racist against um uh uh Egyptians, especially like dark skinned Egyptians, like right. like not just like on a colorism level, like they they did not they weren't like considered egyptian at the time right. um so like there's a whole bunch of stuff there but like we at the end of the day we're like we don't know we we right. we don't know what really she fully looked like it's all speculation but right. i did appreciate the director's like the director had a great interview i will have to i sent it to a friend of mine because a friend of mine is like very into egypt everything and not a hotep way mm. that's, uh, that's possible like, so you just said, yeah, you're cool and they're not colorist. That's great. That's you said enough. You for know about who your they friend. are. It's as. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, and and as was just like, hmm, hmm. But then I said, as like the uh, the actual like full director interview and like some of the shit that they said, I was like, I have no issues with this. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even care if it's historically accurate or not. This is fine. This is right. hilarious because, like, right. as is also just very tired of like Cleopatra in general for valid reasons. There are other Egypt female Egyptian leaders that were did a lot of really amazing things in very tumultuous times. But like, right. there's like this hard focus on Cleopatra, even though there really doesn't need to be. But mm. this uh, historical dramatization. Uh, is hitting all of these nerves and the director knows and is just like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In right. a really historic, in a really hilarious way. Like, it, it's yeah. one of those where, like, I'm also Cleopatra out, but I, I want to watch this because this is just fucking hysterical. Yeah. No, it's really good. You know, I was just thinking about it. And, 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 and the reason why I brought it up was because um, there, it, it's always this thing where and I see conversations where people are like, well, whether or not you want to engage in a conversation or it doesn't quote unquote matter to you, you know, that that that's fine. You could just play the game or whatever if if you but one of the things I saw that was made me go, hmm, really, is just that, well, if creators choose to spend so much time researching different cultures of things but your own eyeballs see things and you choose to omit them yep like it's very difficult for me to sit across from you mm -hmm. while we're having this conversation and you're telling me well that doesn't necessarily mean that they were being quote-unquote malicious i'm not saying that may not be the right word but you made choices mm -hmm. just like South of midnight and compulsion games made the choice to make this game and involve all these people to make sure it could be the best thing that it can be whenever it comes out, which I don't think it's coming out next year. I'm going to just be honest. But anyway, that's just me. I'm just saying, I mean, whenever. that's like, that's like if, if, if I chose, <laughs> actually, this is a great example. Actually, 
is if I chose to make a game about the Caribbean, but as you're playing it, you're just like, well, where are the black Caribbeans? Sorry, I, I, I just, my, my brain short circuit. Like, I know the example that you're making, but like the idea of there not being black Caribbean, like just made my brain short circuit. Cause like one, that content has been made before. I don't know if it's made in a video game, but like you've seen TV shows. They're like, oh, we're like in the Caribbean. We're like in all these areas. And I'm just like, I'm like, the only places that white people can get their hair done are at specifically tourist salons. That with like, with like, that's like the place where like, like, um, you like white people have to for the first time in the lives have like a specialized hair person because be able to do it <laughs> because they ain't there. <laughs> Not how. Sorry, this is really funny to me. That's <laughs> why I threw it out there. I know, I know. I mean, I mean. It- I didn't know. I kind of want to see that. I mean, it makes me think of like your real world game based in the Caribbean looking like Chrono Cross. <laughs> it's just, you know, so it's just, I'm like. Oh, yeah. That would be, that would, like, honestly, I don't know if I, if I'll be the person or whoever does it, but like, yeah, that would obviously look very not like FSAC. Let's <laughs> just, just be honest. It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't. And Surge definitely would. He would more likely be an Afro-Latino boy. Just saying. I mean. Anyway. I was going to make, I was going to make, uh, I, I was going to say something about Across the Spider-Verse, but then I realized, no, I can't do that. Instead. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'd like to make, I'd, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking. I don't know how much we want to go in depth in the Across the Spider-Verse. No, I, I want to see has it, not seen. I no, been, we, we won't talk I've about been, it. Yeah, we're not I've gonna. Been really, I've been I've been looking at all of the fan art online of those two fucking adorable fucking characters. There are so many adorable characters. Queer ass relationship, and I just really want to see it so bad. And fucking I, I, LJ was just like, it's the best movie ever and i'm like I it, it actually yeah I, I, yeah i realized that i was processing it like i'd seen it with erica's yeah. boy and i was saying like this is the best marvel movie i've ever seen and then he was like i yeah. think this is the best movie i've ever seen and then i paused and i was like i think this is the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think this is the best movie i've ever seen up there right and, and that's the there. thing it's in the discussion like every time someone suggests it you have to think about it because they might be right. Based on your experience, they might be right. And that's cool. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, yeah. It is way better than <laughs> Transformers Rise of the Beast. I'll tell you that. Because I watched that and I was just like. Oh, is it Is it fun, though? I just need Transformers movies to be fun. Is it fun? Like, uh, it, is it not fun? It has to be fun. Come on, man. It, it can't not be it, fun. It's fun to a degree. Terrible. But you're, you're, you're definitely like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible response. I'm sorry. You're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, 
my main it, motivation to watch that was Dominique Fishback because she's starring in another film, and I'm sorry, like I just like her acting and the things that she does. Right. Surprise, surprise! I like watching all uh, black <laughs> black women act. I don't know what to tell you, but anyway, it's like. The explosions are nice. The 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 and the the CGI animation is like you know up there, but it's just like is it is it here's the deal is it properly detached from Michael Bay to the point where a Transformers fan can see it and not want to leave the theater because that was the biggest problem yes. with the first four or five movies. Yes, they were offensive. the movie the movie yada yadas like. You don't really have to watch any of the Bay films to even like right. go into that. It just yada yeah, it the way it's explained, well, just giving away plot stuff, I won't say, but it's just like, oh, this is why there's Terracons, Maximals, and nods to well, Predacons in a movie. Well, that's the thing. Like Michael Bay and credit to him, he has the ability to make he had the ability to make everything of no to diminish the value of all narrative in everything he's ever made. So I'm just like Transformers doesn't have to be one-to-one, but there is a history of Transformers. Most people who go in there have some connection to Transformers. Michael Bay had a very good talent for washing the value of that away within the first five to ten minutes of the movie, all of them. And it's a skill, kudos to him, but it's not helpful (laughs) in this instance. So I'm just, if if it's just, if it's something that a Transformers fan can get through and enjoy... That's it. Then that's fine. I don't like I said, having seen across the spider verse, I'm good. Like I'm like I said, you would have to get on a microphone and tell me my black ass is not needed like some people for me to feel like I'm vibing right now. You'd have to really <laughs> go push in the other direction. Like I feel served and satisfied by that movie. And I'm yes, I'm not going to get into details, but I'm going to say just one one last thing. It is a proper New York story. From a New York, and I, I don't like New York. I call it trash city. I don't want to go back, but I'm still from there. And New York has become a meme centered around observations of New Yorkers from 20 years ago. It's fucking weird. The Tims, the memes, that shit happened 20 odd years ago. We laugh about it, but it's not funny. That shit's old. That's my childhood. And now it's popping up now like it's current. It's not. All of you know nothing about New York. So the idea that the story is written about, uh, written by New Yorkers. And the voice of everyone in New York is unique. Even the foibles, like the fact that the parents were like, he's going to go to, he got New Jersey as far, like that type of shit. We're not trying to leave. Like my young brother doesn't have a license because we're not planning on leaving New York. That's us. That's trash fucking city right there. And I like the fact that, again, the music, the soundscape is not just slapping Biggie Smalls on some shit. There's a lot of fucking... Why is it always Biggie Smalls? It's always fucking Biggie Smalls. That Why is it happens, always Biggie Smalls? That happens always. in Transformers because it takes bro, place in 1994. Bro, anyway, bro, continue. Bro, listen. I but could not see... Not... Listen, hold on. I could not watch that trailer for months because they kept playing fucking Biggie Smalls because the story takes place loosely in Brooklyn or New York or something like that. I don't know. They got that um, Hispanic guy who plays all the characters from New York. Good on him. Anthony Ramos. Yeah. Keep working. Okay, that Good. listen, that man... That is his money. Work. Right. Get that money. Yeah. However, whenever there's a story about New York, they just play like Biggie Smalls over the top of it. And it's just like, I couldn't watch there's the trailer because it was people. so fucking awkward. Yeah, My second the actual is- soundtrack itself is fine. Right. And but- it it's, I just, that's a good point to mention because why is there 
fixation on Biggie music for movies that happen in Biggie It's because of the time period, but again, it's just like there you're, are other New picking... York rappers. Right. And the thing is, when you watch the movie, it makes you sense. It will make hear two different artists, and it's just like, why didn't you just pick someone else? But right. Anyway. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's one of those things where I understood what was going on. I just have secondhand embarrassment about slathering on. Like the way New York, it, it's always, like I said, as much as I don't like it and because I don't want to, like, I don't want to seem like I'm, I don't want to be defending New York because I actually don't like it. I don't like New York at all. But I don't want to be defending it publicly either. But all of the public treatment of it in narratively is always like really old. So it's always very confusing to me. All of it. It's like white people just discovered old Brooklyn and just slap that on every representation of Brooklyn. And it's just it's so odd. And Spider-Man had a very nuanced understanding of Brooklyn as a locations in terms of geography. It was absolutely perfect where miles lived, where he traveled, where he did a superhero shit. All of it made sense i understood where he lived i know where he lived and i know where he went to school and i know i would see him you would see him waiting for the right train at the right time of day just sitting there eating a sandwich and that's good that's a kudos to that again i don't like new york but they nailed it in such a way that made me happy i almost wanted to go back until i realized how much it costs to rent housing and just like rent a room for a weekend it's a thousand dollars for two days <laughs> hard pass but good movie yeah, though. damn good movie though good movie yeah yeah right. transformers is that <laughs> listen that's fine that's fine i just need the explosions to be cute the bar for transformers is underground and it's like I think it's like surrounded by zombies. Remember, remember when there wasn't any good Transformers video games? Um, there were, and so there were two good ones. Yeah, this Three. is before War for Cybertron. Yeah, uh, but remember when it was? Remember when Transformers? The time before War for Cybertron. Yeah, in are, Transformers yeah, those video dark, games, those are dark times. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Why are we talking? About right, it? no, that's where the bar is. Right. In the movies, yes, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. That is where the bar is, right? It isn't, yeah, remember, it isn't. Remember yeah. when War for Cybertron came out and everybody's just like, oh, it's a Transformers game. I'll try it because Transformers is probably going to be bad. Why is this good? The, uh, the, the, that's where the bar is. That's true. You're right. I'm here for that. All right. Um, does anyone have anything they want to add before we wrap up? Because we are approaching our yes. time. Shoot. Yes. Um, drink your water, apply it, it's the summer, so please hold on to that water bottle if you live in an area that gets hot. I sometimes forget when I stopped into my car and I went to the museum. It was like damn near hundred degrees out there. I know I live in South Florida, but still have your uh, water bottle, apply sunscreen multiple times throughout the day, stay in shade if you're feeling a little woozy, probably best to sit down and drink water. That's one. Two, if you need albums to listen to, new ones, Janelle Monet, Age of Pleasure Ooh. just came out. Hell yeah. That's good. The song um, Champagne Shit is great. Also, uh, you have, which came out a little early in the year, uh, Yasmin Lacey, Voice Notes. The song Bad Company is really good because it's Pride Month. I almost forgot. You also have uh, Dreamer, uh, Isama. They put out their new album, Princess Forever. They're very talented. They're they're young, black, queer uh, artists. Great music. 
Um, I, I can't say enough about that album. Also, Diamond and Freak, some Black Odyssey. That's also good to listen to. All right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I kind of I love that so much. I'm here for the music recommendations. Right, I'm not going like, to lie. I'm just so behind. Um, I don't think you can be anymore. No, I am. For me, when I say I'm behind, I mean, like, I haven't listened to music in, like, three months. Oh, yeah, no, they can't. three months is fine. That's not, like... Well, no, yeah. I mean, like, at all. Like, any music. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm that, not... That's fine. Like, like it's it's not even... Oh. It's not even, like, I don't know what's new. It's just, like, music doesn't exist in my head right now. I don't... Oh. Yeah, it's, like... I don't think music is on the same timeline as like serialized stories, if that makes sense. Um, no, I don't. I don't treat it like it's on the same timeline. What I mean by behind on music is just like I don't know that anybody's put out anything. That's fine. Like oh. I don't. Okay. So when I when I go to, when I open up my Spotify, I'm like I don't know what to listen to. Well, not nah, I got. I got and I'm also a person who keeps up with music, usually. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. you used to always link me to music, and then you. Oh yeah, you did stop linking me to music. Yeah, you, you now get it every you you now just get like a whole spam of it every few months. Right, that's true, isn't it? All right, cool. Well then yeah, that might actually be a recurring thing because I'm trying to as well. Mostly I, I like mostly movie scores and I realize I've become an older guy because there's a big chunk of movie scores that I ignore. I have reasons, but I realize I was like for I think it's like both the pandemic and constantly moving around and kind of the spaces I was mm. living in, I wasn't listening to music just because it didn't want to take up a certain amount of space. Like it's just stretching. Yeah. And listening to music is a certain amount of like stretching out and taking up space. So now I'm kind of getting back into it. And I realize like I'm super far behind, like outside of like some smatterings of things like I don't know what's going on either. So music is a good idea, Jeffrey. And this is why you oh. this is why you won a media award right there. This is why, because of your con- your relentless, relentless contributions to the African American community, relentless. <laughs> uh, that said, I think we're gonna call hold on. Back. Wait, congratulations, Denver. We're done. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're a Heat fan. Listen, your Heat did something better than winning the NBA championship. They ensured that the Knicks. Knicks fans nor Celtics fans would see any joy to the point where and this is the thing as Wait, a basket was this, was this the game that Justin was losing no 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 that pressure? was a that was a Washington no. Mystics game he's a Mystics yeah. fan so they were they Oof. were right that was that's a whole the whole WNBA chat will no one open it we're we're at to wrap up but um the heat um and when your team you want to make sure that if you can't win a championship is that you you run the risk of blowing up another team's era so the celtics are panicking about the heat exposing what's wrong with their whole team makeup to the point where they're trying to figure out what to do going forward and they might blow up that core and the celtics aren't bad they just need a point guard like a real one but they're so antsy about having getting picked apart by Miami that they might be ruining it. And let me tell you, as a Warriors fan, when we did when we forced the Rockets to start over and they've never recovered, that's just as satisfying as winning the championship. So let me tell you, just understand as a Heat fan, just look at all the if you ever want to have to look at Celtics Twitter or general Celtics beat reporting, they're very nervous. You guys ruined them, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> ruined them <laughs> it's fucking great all right guys i think that's our program um 
You can find us on Twitter, uh, UN Fridays, but Twitter's a shambles. So just just look among the, like, just start digging through the debris. UN Fridays, we're in there somewhere buried, you know, help us out. Um, the pa- Patreon. Patreon. Well, Patreon.com yeah. backslash UN Fridays. That's uh, Patreon.com backslash UN Fridays. That just pays operating costs and bacon's groceries. Full stop, one to one. That's it. Like it's just it's just wholesale, just a little bit of extra money on top in a time where we all need a little extra money on top. That's it. So Yep, that's our program. Um remember, um uh like I said, stay hydrated, keep sunscreen on, uh listen to more music. Um do not suddenly buy Alan Wake two. Do not suddenly buy Alan Wake two. I see you. Don't just stop stop. <laughs> Have a pleasant day.